Welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to potentially grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to the Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this week's audio podcast, I will help investors balance their retirement portfolios with asset allocation. The combination of investments you choose is as important as the individual investments themselves. In fact, many experts argue that it's even more important since the mix of various types of investment accounts for most of the ups and downs of a portfolio's return. Each type of investment or asset class has strengths and weaknesses that let it play a specific role in your overall investment strategy. Some investments, such as stocks, may be chosen for their growth potential. Other asset classes, such as bonds, may provide regular income. Still, others may offer relative stability or serve as a place to park money temporarily and some investments may try to fill more than one role balancing how much of each asset class you should include in your investment portfolio is one of the most important tasks as an investor the balance between growth income and safe stability is called your asset allocation it can help you manage the level and types of risks you face Let's talk about balancing risk and return. Ideally, you should strive for an overall combination of investments that take the least amount of risk in trying to achieve a targeted rate of return. This often means balancing more conservative investments against others that are designed to provide a higher return, but that also involve more risk. For example, let's say you want to get a 7.5% return on your money. You read that in the past, stock market's returns have averaged about 10% annually and bonds roughly 5%. One way to try to achieve your desired 7.5% return would be by choosing a 50-50 mix of stocks and bond investments. It might not work out that way, of course. This is only a hypothetical illustration, not a real portfolio. And there's no guarantee that either stocks or bonds will perform as they have in the past. But asset allocation gives you a place to start. Someone who is close to retirement and about to start relying on his or her savings for living expenses will probably need a very different asset allocation than a young, well-to-do working professional whose priority is saving for retirement that's 30 years away. The level of risk you're able to take is known as your risk tolerance, and it's affected by factors such as how soon you'll be using your savings as well as your emotional and financial ability to handle setbacks. Don't forget about the impact of inflation on your retirement savings. As time goes by, your money will probably buy less and less unless your portfolio at least keeps pace with inflation rate. Even if you think of yourself as a conservative investor, your asset allocation should take long-term inflation into account. Here's many ways to diversify. In addition to thinking about how to divide your assets among stocks, bonds, and cash, the three basic asset classes, consider how your assets are allocated within each class, each asset class that is. For example, for the stock portion of your portfolio, you could allocate a certain amount to a mutual fund that invests in large cap stocks and a different percentage to one that focuses on stocks of smaller companies. Or you might allocate based on geography, putting some in U.S. stocks and some in those of companies overseas. 
Bond funds will vary based on the underlying bonds they hold and are subject to the same inflation, interest rate, and credit risk associated with them. Those differences will affect the fund's yield and volatility. Cash alternatives, such as a money market fund, can be used to park money until you decide how to invest it. Once you've covered the basic three asset classes, there may be others that can be used to diversify further. There are various approaches to choosing an asset allocation that makes sense for you. The most popular approach is to look at what you're investing for and how long you have to reach each goal. Those goals get balanced against your immediate need for money. For example, to pay living expenses. The more secure your immediate income and the longer you have to pursue your investment goals, the more aggressively you might be able to invest for them. That means your your asset allocation might have a greater percentage of stocks which are considered riskier than bonds or cash, but which also offer greater potential long-term return. Or you might be in the opposite situation. If you worry that you might need to tap your investments in an emergency, you'll need to balance that fact against your longer-term goals. In addition to establishing an emergency fund, which would allow, which will lower the odds of your needs to tap into your retirement account prematurely, you may need to invest in more conservative, more, or you may need to invest more conservatively than you might otherwise want to. Some investors believe in shifting their assets among asset classes based on which types of investments they expect will do well or poorly in the near term. However, this approach called market timing is extremely difficult even for professional investors. Less experienced investors often tend to put money in an asset class that has performed well recently, only to watch that strong performance disappear shortly after they've invested. Some people try to match market returns with an overall core strategy for most of their portfolio. They then put a smaller portion into a very targeted investment that may behave very differently from those in the core and that provide greater overall diversification. These often are asset classes that an investor thinks could benefit from more active management. Your asset allocation should balance your financial goals with your emotional needs. If the way your money is invested keeps you awake wearing at night, you may need to rethink your investing goals and whether the strategy you're pursuing is worth the anxiety. So also you want to check your asset allocation yearly. Even if you've chosen an appropriate asset allocation, market forces may quickly begin to alter it without any action on your part. If stock prices go up, you may eventually find yourself with a greater potential, a greater percentage of stocks in your portfolio than you want to. If stock prices go down, you might worry that you won't be able to retire when you hope to or at all. Let's say you initially decided on an 80% to 20% mix of stock investments to bond investments. If stocks perform well, you might find after several years that your portfolio is now divided 88% to 12%. Conversely, if stocks haven't done well, you might have a 70-30 ratio of stocks to bonds in this hypothetical example. You should review your portfolio periodically to see if you need to return to your original allocation. Also, your asset allocation should take into account any changes in your life and circumstances. For example, if you get married, divorce, have children, change jobs, or get close to retirement. Even if your asset allocation was right for you when you first chose it, it may not be right 
for you now. It should change as your circumstances change. A piece of clothing you wore 10 years ago may not fit now. You just might need to update your asset allocation too. That's why it's important to review your portfolio periodically to make sure that your asset allocation is still appropriate for your current situation and financial goals. Doing a checkup at least once a year, for example, at the end of the year can help keep your portfolio on track. If you need to bring your asset allocation back, Back to the original percentages you set for each time of each type of investments, you may need to do something that can feel counterintuitive. Sell some of what's been working well and use the money to buy investments in other asset classes that now represent less of your portfolio than they should. Typically, you'd buy enough to bring your percentages back into their original amounts. So let's go back to the example I mentioned, in which stocks now represent 88% rather than the 80% you originally intended. To rebalance, you would sell some of the stock and use the proceeds to buy buy enough of other asset classes to bring the stock allocation back to 80%. The same would be true if stocks drop. To rebalance, you would then invest in stocks until once again you reach the proper percentage. However, if rebalancing were done in a taxable account, selling investments could result in a tax liability. If you need to rebalance your portfolio but don't want to sell your assets in order to do so, you could take a more gradual approach to shifting your asset allocation. Simply direct new contributions to your retirement account into asset classes that have been outpaced by others or that are new to your portfolio. That can help change your asset allocation over time and minimize the risk of making a major change at the wrong time. But if you don't review your holdings periodically, you won't know whether a change is needed. Also, make sure to visit our website, www.corpburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products, and we will get back to you quickly with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Retirement Counselor and Managing Partner with Corpburg Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's education podcast. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group, LLC, and Corporate Retirement Advisors, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal.